All right, all right. Check one, check two. This is it. Welcome to the cannabis coffee hour. Coming back again with episode 204. Um, a day late, but not a dollar short um, because the podcast for, is for free. So remember to subscribe to the YouTube and like um, whatever podcast you're listening to. I don't know. People are jamming on Spotify. People are jamming on um, iTunes. I mean, it's all good. Please rate it write it up say this guy's high out of his mind (laughs) and fun as hell to listen to i love doing this podcast i love making the beats experimenting with the music having guests on i i love seeing you guys the numbers are going up um and i just appreciate it man uh i look forward to doing this every week i have some I, i got maybe possibly one of the best coffee uh, cups of coffee ever in front of me um i cooked it up with my chemex now i don't know if you know the chemex or if you're new to this podcast but i've evolved life is all about evolving and changing and growing and uh you know i used to pound espressos i used to do french i was french press for years and before that it was just straight store i would just waste my money going to the store and then we had a coffee maker i would make coffee but uh it was kind of generic i didn't know how to blend the beans but eventually i started blending beans like crushing fresh beans because that makes a difference if you have fresh beans same thing with cannabis you know i with me and cannabis i love freshly grown outdoor great cannabis you know and it's uh the market is so flooded right now that it's hard to differentiate out there especially on the east coast like what i've noticed it's either like super indoor which happened through the 90s and it's just like super that super crystal you know all that you know uh the white crystals and all that stuff like it which is high-end indoor growing and it has a certain taste it almost tastes like when I smoke it now, it almost tastes like incense. You know, it's like so pungent. But the outdoor grown isn't as pungent. It doesn't have that, oh my God, as soon as you smell it, your eyes cross. The outdoor sun stuff, the ones that are grown like vegetables. Like I really consider like cannabis more like pushing towards kale, you know. It's, uh, you know, it's and, and the, the Rastafarian uh the lamb's bread you know it's like you know the jesus bread it's like it what it's what gets you through the hard times and i have to say you know with all honesty yeah cannabis has gotten me through a lot of like i don't know i was just geared for a lot of stress being uh raised by a single mom dad dying early you know when i was 10 um not that i'm crying about everything works out you know i've had an awesome life and my childhood was awesome. My dad was awesome. Shit goes down. You learn. You grow. Um, 
But coming up through the 90s and 80s, in your 20s and your 30s, and figuring out corporate America, and then figuring out um, comedy, like I went, got a real job right out of college, because I thought that's what I should do, which is, you know, I had to make some fucking money. I wanted to move out of my mom's house. I was renting, I was waiting tables for years before that. But uh, then I found no happiness in that. Um, and then I went head into, you know, I was just like, man, I'm a creative weirdo. I need to go head into uh, that lane. And when I arrived in San Francisco, I just started doing stand-up comedy. I, you know, I just looked at the paper. You know, I always had a sense that I could pull it off, but I knew how hard it was because I did respect it so much. Um, and then when I saw it live, like the first show I saw live, like with modern standups in like 98, when like I was right out of college, like I saw stand up before. Um, yeah, uh, actually, I think, yeah, I said there's, there's like a couple people that I saw, but always like, I did see like Bill Cosby at the Cap Center. Uh, on a birthday it was like during the he was completely clean and everything but you know it was the 80s i was born in 72 it was a big birthday thing um some kid that i didn't really know it was like a friend of a friend but i ended up there i remember that and then i remember seeing there was this guy that did sniglets um from Saturday Night Live, and it was in roanoke virginia i went over and he was playing roanoke college and i was like 13 so I definitely had like stand-up nerd genes. Um, I want to get this comic's name right because he's big in England right now. And he's super funny. And he was on Saturday Night Live and he was on this show called Not Necessarily the News. And then I know there's people just yelling the name into the headphones. But Eric, there's just so much stuff out there. Rich Hall. Yeah, Rich Hall. I saw I paid money to go see Rich Hall. Um, and I, that's when I was really thinking about going into stand-up when I was like 14. And I backed up. Um, and then I didn't start till I was like 27. But how did I end up here, I guess? With cannabis. Um, yeah, because, you know, it was a very... When 27... It's very drinky. Your twenties, you get people are doing coke and people are getting drunk and and it's cool and all that. Um, but it can it, it, for me. I just had to super focus. And in San Francisco, they had great herb at the time, and they still do now. But in terms of the country, it was like you know, come on, man. Uh, you know that's where the Grateful Dead come out of, man. That's where Jerry Garcia came out of, man. Um, but cannabis has been all over the world anyway, you know, it de but it definitely, in terms of the 60s and uh, the West Coast, just really had the cannabis culture down. Uh, or just like in terms of an American culture, cannabis was prevalent more in California for numerous reasons. One thing that it's great and it helps you uh, get through pain, I think stomach stuff, you know, it always helped me with... I think anxiety and mostly just like chilling out after the show, you know, it was so stressful, you know, thinking about doing stand up and writing it and all the anxiety. And then instead of getting completely shit faced, um, 
at the bar afterwards. I just loved getting, you know, smoking a few bowls with a couple dudes or girls, um, kicking it, maybe having one or two drinks, and then calling it a night. And then as I grew older, it just got, you know, more and more cannabis. But man, I just took a sip of this coffee. Back to the coffee. I got a packed glass bowl, perfect little packed little glass bowl, and a perfect, just a a cup of coffee. Oh my God. I just tasted this. But this is, uh, speaking of cannabis, uh, and this is uh, Ethiopian beans. This is Stumptown. Like my awesome brother-in-law signed up. I got like six months of like Roaster's Choice from Stumptown. And each month they send me a bag. And this might, and I love Hairbender and all that shit. And even all those other ones, um that were the single origin ones this seems to be the best tasting thing i've ever had deromana i want to read you what this this process is trippy man but yeah this this cup oh my god but yeah this is ethiopian stump town single source beans dude a complex cup layered with notes of juicy peach Candied grapefruit and black tea. Yeah, it's really like medium roasty. Oh my God. It just tastes really fresh because it just got sent from the roasting house. Let's see this roast date on here. Oh my God. Could that be right? 2-1. Because I... This was roasted like a week ago, 2-1. It is 2-3. It arrived on 2-2. Holy shit, man. This might be the freshest cup of Ethiopian bomb-ass. Like, their process is crazy. I'll just read their process because I read a little bit about this. Stumptown, I will... Please sponsor this podcast. I love your beans. It's not, I mean, I, that's the thing about coffee, even cannabis. There's just so much. That's what's so infinite about this co- podcast. And I do know the stuff because, uh, yeah, I don't really drink booze. I just pretty much drink, let's say, a whole Chemex of coffee every day, tons of just like seltzer water, regular water. I've been doing vitamins in the morning. I've been doing my apple cider vinegar and a big glass of water in the morning. Um, but the rest, yeah, it's just coffee and herb. Um, okay, this is called the relationship. In 2010, coffee producers in the Jimma region of southwestern Ethiopia were selected by TechnoServe Coffee Innovative to receive technical assistance in financing to produce fully washed coffees, and from that. The Duramana Cooperative was formed. So I think they go into these like, you know, third world, not third. I don't know if Ethiopia is third world. I can't, I mean, literally everybody like, uh, I don't want to down talk myself, but you will hear mistakes and mispronunciations. This is not, a, I'm a comedian and I'm, you know, just kind of barreling through this myself, but uh, so I might pronounce things oddly. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Members of the Duramana Cooperatives cultivated coffee in small plant plots near their homes 
and deliver their harvest to a centralized site to be processed, dried, or ra- on raised beds, and then hand sorted. Whoa. The level of care that every step in the process produces of one-of-a-kind coffee. Yeared Partner, 2011. Growing Region. The Jimma Zone. Uh, variety, this is Ethiopian Heirloom. Man, um, we're Stumptown, and we've been sourcing, roasting, and brewing direct trade coffee for 20 years. We are committed to coffee of the highest quality. For us, quality goes beyond the content of our cups and is linked to the love and respect we show to our producing partners, our customers, the planet, and each other. Thank you for having coffee with us. See, it's just so well written. Man, um, that is beautiful. Shout out. Um, yeah, this was roasted in Queens. Shout out to Queens. I guess there's a roaster over there. Um, but yeah, Ethiopia is trippy. So the only thing I know, I, I knew a girl from Ethiopia that I started comedy with, and she was cool. Uh, I've known some Ethiopians. And I know I want to go to Africa. Uh, I haven't been to Africa. Uh, I've been to Southeast Asia. I've been, I haven't, I'm well traveled, but not crazy traveled. I've been to the Philippines. Um, I've been to um, Indonesia. I've been to um, Mexico a few times. Been to Jamaica a few times. And I've been to Canada a few times. But I've never been to, these are the places I really want to go. I want to go to Vancouver. I want to go to New Orleans. And I want to go to Australia. So if anybody in those regions uh, enjoys the podcast, get at me dog. As DMX once said, get at me dog at contact at Rob Cantrell. Or if you're high level, you can go with my management. If you're just some stoner that wants to try to book something and you're kind of legit, get at me dog. Um, I love that song, DMX. Uh, I don't know. The DMX stuff is violent. Like my, my sensitivity towards violence is just like really, especially with all this gun shit and the older. And once you have a family and shit, it's just like, man, uh, I don't not need any drama. There's enough drama than the mega drama. So try to quiet down the mega drama because we're all dealing with the regular drama. Uh, gotta get tough. Gotta get rough. Doing podcasts, smoking herb, hanging out with my people. But yeah, so so that's when, for this podcast, I wanted to talk about Ethiopia and what I trip out about. Because I do love, uh, I'm just getting really deep back into reggae again. And uh, especially the dub music. Not from a uh, cultural, I mean, culturally it's rich and dope. But almost like as background music and soothing music, you know, um, yeah, I, for some reason I'm going way deep into Grateful Dead, and maybe it's because I'm smoking weed, uh, Grateful Dead, uh, but I also got lost in a Bubble Sparks documentary the other day that was really good on YouTube, but um, um, shout out to Bubble Sparks, I always liked Bubble Sparks, I thought he had a good flow. 
in the Timberland beats, I always love the Timberland beats. Just big fan. Uh, and yeah, the whole nerd squad, like those guys blew up almost to like top 40 level. So I know like a lot of hipsters may hate them and I have friends like, you know, rack, but I'm just like, I'm from Virginia or like DC and Virginia. I just know like to come out of that and be one of the tops is just like dope. Um, let's see. Uh, I well, I was born in D.C., raised in Virginia, as I say. But at the same time, a lot of like your backstory is cool and all. But I, yeah, I'm trying to not work from my ego as much, <laughs> or like what you think you are, which is all these different stories and all these different pasts. But the same. But the only thing is what I'm getting to is that we're all everybody's longing for this connection or this unity but within meditation what i'm learning it's already there it's already in place and it's almost the ego and the overthinking that creates the separation so you know i definitely believe in unity of all like i it's we're all one big organism of love or what con- that's what consciousness is. And that's what creates everything that we're looking at. I don't mean to get... Maybe sh- I should go back to the Bubba Sparks documentary. Because <laughs> I, I bum out when I talk too spiritual. That's the only thing about spirituality and meditation. And I don't want to go too hocus pocus on a lot of this stuff. Because everybody's in their own world. And whatever works for you isn't going to work for me. And whatever works for me isn't going to work for you. But you can learn and catch up on each other's vibes and maybe you could pull and extract something that might work for you if that makes sense oh man so ethiopia what i'm what i was saying is africa's getting pop africa is popular right now is popping right now yeah i mean i guess it's always pop, but it's so big it's so many people in america we live kind of in this weird everybody lives in their own little island of mind and neighborhood and whatever um, and the older I get, I just learn how big and big and big the world is and how many people, I think the internet has shown that in more of a graphic way, or maybe it's just me getting older and just seeing the tides and waves of people in my life coming and going and that it's always been, go- even after I'm gone, it's going to be going and coming and coming and going, you know, just tides of different people. And that's when you get to, like, does the ego even matter, you know? And then you realize it doesn't. And being your true self, which is a part of nature, and just being kind and nice and learning and fucking forgiving yourself and forgiving others and keeping it moving and enjoying the moment is kind of where my head's heading to um, these days. But, oh, Halasi Selassie. I don't want to offend anybody. Um, But, yes, he's a part of the Rastafarian movement. When I was just in Jamaica, I I do love the Rastafarian. It's more of going towards nature. And I think that is a part of deading the ego is when you're in nature and like whether you're hiking or skiing or surfing or even hunting, you know, 
you under you get to that I don't know it's a higher level of consciousness um and you start to you know the drama all the drama starts to drop because you have to deal with nature um and we are a part of nature I don't know I guess you know when I was over there and they said you know I I, I talked to some locals and uh they were telling me how the Rastafari come down from the mountain and sometimes like play drums and I was like, man, that sounds dope, man. Just living off the fucking land and playing drums and, you know, smoking gone, good, you know, sun-grown ganja and playing with your family and fishing. But it's hard. It's hard in the modern life. So I give respect and love. And I, t- I know, you know, all of these things, all movements, all vibes, you know, they don't work with everything and nothing's told in the sense of like, you, I think there's something to learn from everything. And I think there's definitely something to learn from the Rastafari, especially with cannabis. Um, and Hasi Alasi, what I believe he said something about cannabis being a healing of the nation. And I believe in the healing process of cannabis. But I do think, you know, it's like anything. You'd be overused or under, you know, we're just learning. Nothing's good or bad. It's just learning. Like, that's what I'm learning. (laughs) It is just what it is. And then you have to take away from what it is, you know, if if that makes any sense. (laughs) Maybe we should just talk class. But, uh, you know, Hase Alasi, that is the Rastafarian movement, which Bob Marley was uh, converted to. And it seemed to me those were like super in, you know, just living off the land, strict vegetarian type of vibe which i dig i just have a i definitely have like one time in my life i want to live kind of beach bummy <laughs> i don't want to live homeless or anything like that i, I do just want to live at the surf a, a small surf shack and have a simple life um down the line um but i could still do this podcast from that you know a lot of the stuff you know whether it's making music or stand-up comedy what I'm learning about art is like you got to curate it and collect it your own and make sure it's framed right and make sure you own the rights and you in the money doesn't come right away. But if you line it up, things start to line up. That's a lot about meant alignment. You got to get aligned with your purpose. Speaking of getting aligned with my purpose, let me fire up a little bit. great um i got these sick toothpicks bro mint tea tree oil the thing about tea tree oil like that stuff is powerful man if you have a zit you could a, a tea tree oil can just like cut a zit down within a day is something i learned and the smell is really strong and it's good for your gums so this thing, like when I pick my teeth with this tea tree oil toothpicks, it like kind of gets the gums, uh, massages them and uh, cleans them out and my breath feels good. But the only thing is I like the toothpick too much and then the toothpick can get soggy and then the toothpick can get um, splinters. Don't chew on a toothpick too long or you'll get like splinters all in your throat, man. 
Um, you want to hang on to a toothpick for a good about two to five minutes. But if you're nervous and you're chomping on that bad boy, you better get it, get rid of it. Um, I like it just to pick stuff out of my teeth. It's like a, it's a, the flossers I love, but I don't, I bum out about the amount of plastic that I'm throwing away because of the flossers. I like, I've never been super green dude, recycled cat, but just as the older I get and as the planet's kind of doing this crazy thing right now, um, everybody's freaking out in New York because it has, it's February and it hasn't snowed yet, but it snowed a little bit the other day, but it's freezing out there, man. It's like 26 degrees and then the sun is out. Um, which is wild, uh, which, <laughs> uh, which is not wild. That's kind of a, when you go out to that, like it, you don't want to, ha- it, like, at least it's not rainy cold. Like I'd rather take stuff like this. It's just kind of, it definitely makes everything brighter. You ever been out in the, or tighter? You ever been out in the cold and just, everything's just like, it's like the molecules like go, <clears throat> like everything's just tighter. Um, and then when it's hot, when you're at the beach, you ever look out and just like, oh, the molecules are a lot looser. You know, it's that um, constricting, you know, it's just like breathing, you know. Everything's breathing. Uh, I've been working on my Vardic breath. I think that's what it's called, like when I meditate. It, but it, I, I won't go too deep in I don't want to put anybody to sleep with this shit. But it is really simple. It's like, Three, one, two, three, up the nose, and then a quick out one out the nose. And this is supposed to align like your whole spine and everything up and help your um, um, digestive system and your, uh, what's the other one that fights the germs? That other system, <laughs> your immunity. Uh, yeah, it's like you breathe up through the nose, one, two, three, and breathe down one and then hold for one. So it's like... So in my mind, I'm like, one, two, three, one, 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 two, three, one, one, all out my nose, like one, okay, one, two, three, in, and then one quick one out, pause. Supposedly, it's like lines up your jaw into your back, like the whole thing's dope. And it's helped me uh, just calm myself. Like, I think everybody's getting into just like, learning i just really don't think we even know what being a human being is even about yet man um there's so much stuff to learn like every day seems new to me sometimes like i get into my negative mind or my ego mind but then when i flip it i'm like this seems all kind of new in a weird way once i open up to the fact of how dope it is to be alive, you know, you know, how dope it is to be alive, and just like, could be like, oh, I'm just gonna clean my desk, I'm gonna check out these socks, I guess that deep appreciation, and appreciation builds up the, you know, the good vibe, juice, Mm. this is the good vibe juice, this uh, Ethiopian dope-ass coffee, man, Um, what, uh, yeah, there, Tracy, uh, when I toured with Tracy Morgan, there was a minute that we may have gone to a South African comedy festival and he was going to bring me a part of the crew. 
So I was all excited about that. But I, I do know that there, I should try to keep tapping into the international stand-up. I never did just because, you know, I got tons of shit going on here. Not business-wise, but life-wise, man. Um, life-wise and business-wise to do... I mean, I've done stand-up in Amsterdam. I did the Cannabis Cup for High Times. That was a big one. Um, traveling to when I got invited and performed. Slightly Stupid was there. Slightly Stupid. I, I might have... I didn't perform the same night as slightly... I performed the same day as Slightly Stupid, but I performed during the daytime at their, like, merch... At, at their, like... Like, a lot of the times the Cannabis Cup is mostly the cannabis vendors and they set up tents, so it's all the bowls and seeds and everything. Like, this is all happening right now in America in a big... But I did this in 2007. Well, I saw it. It had been going on since, like, the 70s. And even before that, cannabis is such a old, old, you know, thing, you know? We think it's this behind-the-curtain, uh, hippy-dippy thing, but really, it's just this fucking deep-rooted seed that's been in cultures forever and ever and ever. Because um, the thing I, I'm using now for my smoothie is hemp seed. I got this, like, 10-pound bag of hemp seed from Costco, and I just pour a bunch of that into my uh, banana peanut butter smoothie with the turmeric and the cinnamon and the honey, and then I hit it with the uh, oat milk. But... Um, yeah, I put the hemp seed in there, and I have to say it really frothes it. it. It makes the shake more frothy, more nutty. I like nutty. Um, I got a big bag of cashews. I've been killing. I got this thing of cashews. The only thing about that stuff is, like, I love them so much. Like, those really spicy pistachios don't get even get me around those things man i they're like nine dollar ten dollar bags and i'll just i'll kill it i'll kill it right there like a, a, like like they're doritos like i'll just kill the whole thing um because they're so delicious especially that barbecue one. Oh man that barbecue one there's a spicy one that's a little too hot but there's a barbecue flavored pistachio nut that they got like the D-shelled, I'm talking about the D-shelled pistachios. Uh, what's that hiss? Oh, I think that's the radiator. Like I said, it's cold. Um, so, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just enjoying the hell out of this coffee. Um, we've been listening to... I just watched this clip of the Rolling Stones and Chuck Berry. <laughs> Ended up on that. Um, and they were fighting. But uh, you could tell that, you know, those old rock and rollers, <laughs> they weren't, they were just, it wasn't that bad. It was just like musicians kind of cat fighting. Like, you get on my amp. It doesn't sound right. It's all about tone with rock and roll and, and, and guitars. I guess it's, I have been playing my acoustic guitar a lot more. And man. Do I love it? Um, and I'm not great at it. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't. You can't. I'm really trying to not, like, be negative to my mind. You know, I'm doing my thing with guitar. I'm not trying to make a million dollars out of it. I'm trying. I'm literally losing myself in it by playing it and kind of going off. It's just nice to be offline and kind of in 
the world uh, making your own vibrations um, and then playing with those vibrations. Music is all like, I can't say all, but one of the things that I've noticed, it's literally playing with the vibration, you know? You're kind of setting the tone. That's why I've always been like hesitant of death metal. Um, I like some of it, but it's like for a full hour, do I want to feel that tone? Same thing, I guess, with... Yeah, I, I do have a really eclectic feel. Even a lot of people are like, it's too much. But that's just where it's at, man. I just like new sounds, new vibes. I like switching it up. Um, but I always go back to the the original. Like right now, I got, I've got been watching these uh, DC Go-Go, uh, straight-up Go-Go uh, documentaries, part one and part two. And it's STR number eight up. If you want to, that is some crazy DC musical culture. And it's the weird thing is it's very, like the drum, the drum all goes back to Africa. Um, Drumming, but it also goes back to the human heartbeat. Like I think it's just soothing. There's something about deep dub reggae and drum and bass that it does like can reconfigure the molecules of your vibe, you know, of consciousness, you know. You can tell if you're, you know, that's why li- people listen to, you know, just slow music and all that. Um, I remember my one friend <laughs> from high school, huge hip hop friend. He's two, two years old. I looked up to him. He was awesome. Uh, and, uh, he became a doctor. He's a super smart dude. He's half Native American. Interesting cat. Um, but we used to listen to hip hop like nonstop. And like he had all the best shit. And I remember he became a doctor. And he was like, Rob, I don't listen to hip hop anymore. It's too aggressive. Like I can't, you know, I can't, I, you know, and I got it. And this must have been back when we were in our 30s or whatever when I ran back into him. But I told him, he was like, I listened to. Uh, Almond Brothers and, and uh, Grateful Dead, man. Um, I know it's just a good to chill. But it's also good to pop off. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, that's the other thing is like everybody has their own thing. Like, what was I looking at? Like I saw this like uh, like some weird like emo genre. And I was like, this thing is terrible and then i looked at the views and it was like two billion views and i was like holy shit two billion motherfuckers love this whack ass shit but i've said that about other things that i've seen in the past and then i ended up liking them so who am i oh but i gotta say i'm drinking a, <laughs> who am i i'm drinking a good piece of coffee and some of the best coffee Bravo. I guess this the single source thing with Stumptown. Like Stumptown always has just either like uh Headbanger or um Holler Mountain. They had like four like, you know, flavors of coffee, a couple others, and they started going off. And then they started doing the single roast where they started going to countries and developing relationships with the communities 
and uh, and the bag is designed and it has this gold trim. It's fucking dope. Um, but this is out of all those, out of all the coffees, this is probably the because it's just like fresh. It got roasted the day before. These these beans got hand picked in Ethiopia. Like good God all the way around the world and for me to sit here and then put it into my super chemex i was looking at the chemex today it's super like chemistry it literally is like a chemistry vase so it like this morning i was like it does feel like i'm cooking meth or crack here <laughs> not really but it is very it's a process but it is the best process in the healthiest process in terms of having uh, paper-filtered coffee, um, it has less cholesterol. Um, so it's a little bit better for your heart is what I've been told. But again, you know, I'm a goofball comedian, and I don't want to say, like, that's a lot of podcasts, and then they talk all crazy. But then, but at the same time, I really am. That's what I do. And I write. Um, I'm working on scripts right now. A lot of that is focusing. I saw a great meme that pretty much 98% of script writing is not looking at the internet, <laughs> which is pretty much uh, spot on. But, um, yeah, I uh, there's a I do want to go. I want to. I haven't seen the new Eddie Murphy. These are the things I should see and report on you guys next week. Is my opinion or whatever. Uh, I haven't seen the new Eddie Murphy movie on Netflix. I need to do that. And then there's a new documentary on uh, hip-hop. Uh, I saw him do interviews by Chuck D. And uh, I'm looking forward to checking that out. I saw some clips. But it looks like they got interviews with Eminem and all. You know, and coming from, like, that, that's a source I can trust is Chuck D. Um I don't know, as an artist, you just know he's kind of speaking his own truth. Whether it's this or that, you know, but where he's coming from, I guess that's what I've been thinking about a lot as as being a comedian or being an artist, being an actor. Um, you know, there's a stage self and then your true self. And in meditation, there's like your true self and then your ego self. And your stage self is uh, kind of like your super ego. So it's it's a little tricky, you know. But I do know if you make the art from your true self and it, it, it lasts and it's true and people dig it. So I hope you guys, you know, that's kind of the goal um, on the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Like I do love running and gunning. The weird thing is I do know that the solo episodes are doing just as well as some of the guests. So I think I flow a little bit on the um, solo episodes, and you guys like. I, I just need to keep the consistency and, and and maybe try it out a couple of different other places, and you know. And try some different herbs and different coffees and do it safely and sanely. Like this like this podcast, I may take two bowl hits, you know, and that's about it. And then ramble on a little bit and then uh, 
you know, talk about the coffee and talk about uh, Rastafari and talk about Grateful Dead. Well, I have written down Rolling Stones and Chuck Berry. I want to talk about that. Grateful Dead, did we talk about any Grateful Dead? I guess I've just been... Uh, I do know that Garcia has a cannabis company. I do want to try them. I do know that they're credible and really good. Like you can always, if in terms of cannabis, since this is the cannabis coffee hour, the brands that you can always like, you know, I would say Trixie Garcia has Garcia cannabis. If you ever get a chance to be around that, that's going to be some of the best cannabis out there. Um, and so will be Willie Nelson's. William Nelson has a really credible company and he cares about they care about the product and they know the product and they're doing it from the right place at the right time. And it's just fucking exciting, man. Um, I do get excited about how legal it is. I'm sorry. Like I know it's freaking some people out, you know, and <laughs> Tucker Carlson's going after it. I don't want to get political and I don't want to separate, you know, just like, dude, for real, you're going to go after, you know, that's the one thing that's going good around here. Um, but I do know homelessness, like, I think they're going to probably try to link it to homelessness and stuff like that. And, um, but I really think that's hard drugs and mental illness. And cannabis, you know, if you're mentally ill, you shouldn't take psychedelics or cannabis, you know. I would say meditate, meditate, and talk to a doctor. Uh, the meditation is the one thing that's helped me the most, I have to say. And I'm just saying that if anybody's like struggling with overthinking and getting too in much anxiety, cause I know puff and herb, you do, you know, that absorbs a lot of your day and then you got a couple other things going on. Um, but if you can just meditate before everything starts for like 20 minutes and it's really just practicing being quiet and it's a powerful fucking tool when shit pops off and you have to deal with the situation, like it's not going to solve it, but it's going to give you a few seconds is what I've learned by doing it the last few years. Um, and it's helped, you know, kind of just like, you know, all the tense shit that's going on right now. And I think, uh, I guess I think cannabis is linked because I think there is like, you know, with me just talking about all this shit, there is this inner dialogue or this, you know, thing going on, but with linking it with yoga and meditation, you know, and using them as kind of a way as to grow older gracefully and have still have a lot of fun in life, you know, with all the pains and riffs and rafts as things go on. Um, when you're young, you're strong, but at the same time, you know, their heads are all scrambled too from all, all the social media and stuff like that. So I do think like, yeah, social media and all that is like reflecting a need to learn to just quiet it. And then you could focus and then you can broaden the awareness and broadening the awareness. If you have positive vibes, the awareness is going to pick up positive um, shit that can help you out is what I'm kind of leaning into. Uh, Bubba Sparks, we talked about him. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Thailand. Like, I got to take this can a cannabis coffee hour to Thailand. I went to Thailand in 1998. I was 20, 
seven years old. I already worked a real job. I graduated college uh, for three years, and then I quit. I saved up ten grand because I moved back home, and I didn't go out. I didn't party. I just worked this real job and just stocked cash and then moved. But before I moved, I didn't even move. I just jumped. I just jumped, and uh, I drove. First, I went to Chicago and visited my friend Bob, uh, and then I went to uh, Aspen, Colorado, where I had a bunch of friends that were living right out of college that were still there, (laughs) and they had apartments, and I could crash. So I crashed at this one dude's apartment underneath the liquor store, um, he was working at the liquor store and he got this cool apartment underneath it from working at the liquor store. And I did crash on the couch there for like three weeks. Um, uh, and I just hung out and, um, drank and partied with those guys and snow learned to snowboard and I snowboard there. And then I went to California and then I went to Thailand. Then I went to, um, northern thailand i rode an elephant bareback that's what i have a picture of i was going to post but not braggadocious it was just like i had this office job and i've envisioned surfing and my friends were skiing and in colorado from college not all of them but a bunch of them that i used my stoner friends were all a lot of them were hanging out there at least a year um or living there um and then uh yeah, I, you know, um, and then surfing, I always wanted, I was always a strong swimmer, and just the vibe of surfing, I still watch surf videos, like, I, I can surf, I've gotten up, but I never, like, I guess I owned a board a little bit, um, and I had a snowboard, <laughs> yeah, uh, from Lombardi's. I used to work at this outdoor store in San Francisco, right when I moved to San Francisco. Yeah, so I traveled all around Thailand. I went to northern Thailand. I uh, And then we went to Bali for a whole month. I, was, uh, I surfed in Bali and learned how to surf in Bali. And then I went to San Francisco in 1999, landed with like 100 bucks left. But I, my friends put me up in a room and then I started working a job at an outdoor store, and they had um, a snowboard department. It was cool. It, it was called Lombardi's Sports, and there was like a skate department, there was like a bike department, there was a camping department, and then there was a snowboard department. And they put me in the camping department, <laughs> so I sold tents and shit. But it was next to the all the other dudes, and those were some of the funniest, coolest cats that I ever hung out with. And then I started doing stand-up at night, but I didn't tell anybody. I was just I just kept it low and and uh, just kept it going, going bombing at open mics at coffee shops for like three or four years, but three years, and then I got on uh, last comic standing. But I was I, after a year and a half, I started getting better. Um, I'm still, you know, stand-up's hard as hell. Um, it's all about doing it, you know. I had a show last night, but it got canceled, I think, because of the cold. It was just late, way out in uh, Brooklyn. But there's, like, epic cold spell out there. I'm laying low. I'm doing a podcast about coffee and cannabis um, (laughs) here on the... uh, I'm not moving. I'm laying low. But I do got to get my steps in. I do got to walk around. But the thing about being in New York, you're always walking around. You're always walking. You're always on the move. But I think um, the... People were just wising up that you 
having an active lifestyle will definitely make you live longer, especially at my age. But I just don't want to blow anything out. But I do think like, you know, just wearing gym suits and working out and uh, and doing something active. That's why I think about like moving to a beach town. I can't wait to take this podcast out to these weird beach towns. Who The possibilities is so infinite, you know. I got to just stay healthy and uh, get some gas, smoke some herb, drink some coffee, make some beats, and uh, keep it moving. I appreciate everybody. Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, Let's do it again next week. Uh, Peace. I'm out.